0: Welcome to the all about life podcast, a podcast that explores topics relating to marriage, parenting, finances, and more created to help you and your family stay healthy and grow spiritually. Now for this month's episode, here's your host, Jared Stevens. And welcome to the All About Life podcast. Thanks so much for being here. It's episode number one. It's a podcast that's designed with you and your family in mind. And our first guest, I'm super excited to have her with me, uh, Monica McConkey from Eyes on the Horizon Consulting. Monica, thank you so much for doing this with us.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to, and to be on episode one. That's very <laughs> exciting.
0: <laughs> So give us a little bit about your background before we dive into our topic today.
1: So for the past uh, really 25 years, I've worked in the behavioral health field. I have degrees in psychology and counseling, both actually from uh, private Christian institutions, one in Florida and one in Virginia Beach. And after my degrees were finished up, I spent the next 12 years providing direct service counseling to individuals. And the focus at that time was really on kids and their families. From there, I went on to more administrative roles. I was the, the director of a mental health agency based out of Bemidji. And then about six years ago, I actually came over to Fargo and was director of business development at Prairie St. John's. So, working on program development, grant writing, things like that. And then an exciting move happened October 1, I signed a contract with Farm Business Management in the state of Minnesota. So, I spend 100% of my time providing mental health outreach to farmers, uh, farm families, people who work in the egg sector. And you know you talk about stress, that it's there. So yeah, I take calls and, and visit farmers and, and do a lot of speaking and training on that topic. That's kind of a, in a nutshell, what my experience has been.
0: It seems like it's been a long time, but really it hasn't been that long ago that our whole world just drastically changed. We went from uh, living life, what we would call normal, doing our normal daily routines, and then things basically shut down. And that in of itself can cause a huge amount of stress. But I mean, life in general is stressful. Now you add a pandemic on top of that. So today we're going to focus on on managing stress in relationships, specifically marriages, and just talk about how this pandemic has affected people.
1: You know, it is really astounding when you look at the change in life and how quickly it happened. So on the positive side, we can look at how adaptable we can become when we have to be but on the stress side you have a complete disruption in schedules sometimes a complete disruption in roles that you've held within your family there's the financial impact so we've got many couples where one or both spouses have been impacted financially through being laid off or you know businesses being shut down kids being at home and it's, it's that structure that oftentimes kids thrive on when they're in school, that now home, when parents are working and they're trying to do online school, that structure is disrupted. And then you top it off with the very real fears of the virus, catching the virus, the meeting basic needs like uh, there was fear right away of uh, i know toilet paper rose to the surface but more like are we going to be able to get food are we going to be able to provide for our families do we need to start stockpiling you know all the fear of the unknown so it really piled up quickly. And obviously different family units reacted differently to that. It just took a little bit of time to develop that new routine and to kind of have a agreements on, okay, you'll take this, I'll take this, we'll do this with our budget, we'll you know, make this into my home office, whatever changes had to be made. If communication is there and the relationship is there, those changes can happen pretty seamlessly. But if there's already struggles with finances, communication, relationship challenges, just those even subtle changes can really cause a marriage to be, to feel stuck. Like we can't move on. We can't get out of this.
0: If we take the uh, quarantine and the pandemic out of the equation, just in general, marriages require a lot of work. And there are a lot of different factors that can cause stress in those relationships, aren't there?
1: Oh, so many. As many as as individuals there are. You know, what rises to the top in a lot of marriages is finances. So when we look at difficulties within the relationship and what's causing those difficulties, finances are often right at the top of the list. Beyond that it's anything from you know different issues with the kids and perceptions or expectations around roles can be extended family in-laws the stress that that brings in you name it there's a lot of stressors that can present themselves
0: your spouse can cause stress too can't they
1: in a family unit if you think about it like a balloon that's blown up Okay, if you squeeze that balloon, it kind of pops out somewhere, right? So, bubble like will pop out one side or the other side. And it's very similar in a family unit that if one person is stressed or struggling or, you know, reacting in a certain way or has unrealistic expectations, if there's stress on that unit, it comes out somehow. And so it may, if there's stress in the relationship, it may come out with the kids acting out or being stressed or showing signs of anxiety. It may come out with physical health. You know, it, it comes out somehow. And so, yeah, it's very dynamic how stress works and how it affects the whole family structure.
0: So as you meet clients, and I'm sure you've heard this phrase before, my spouse is causing me stress. What would you say to that person?
1: It's interesting because when you're married to someone, that's a commitment and and to become one, right? But you both very much carry your own individual traits and personalities and coping strategies. And sometimes that doesn't mesh well with the other. And so there are bumps in the road or there are barriers for things to, to develop smoothly. So what I would explore with that person when they say their spouse is causing them stress is it's more how they're reacting and taking on what their spouse is doing. And that's hard to, to take in because it's easy to be reactive. It's a little harder to, to look inside and say, okay, well, how am I handling that? So if they if they have a behavior that's irritating me, that's stressing me out, maybe it's a spending issue. So they're spending money on something we can't afford. We've talked about it. It's not changing. It's stressing me out. So, you know, the first step is really looking at, at kind of your role in that stress you know other people can't make you feel a certain way we all determine really how how we feel and it's based on our thinking that becomes a little tricky in a marriage though because you're you're together right and so exploring with that person where where that stress is coming from how they're responding to it what might be better strategies to respond to it versus coming at it head on you know are are there ways you can communicate with your spouse around their problem behavior or whatever is causing that action so we always have to start kind of looking within and and that's what we can control right ourselves and our responses
0: or visiting with Monica McConkey. She is with Eyes on the Horizon Consulting. It's the All About Life podcast. It's the first one. And when we talk about stress, stress can, as you say, come out in many different ways. And sometimes just that stress can make us feel sick and it can ruin relationships, can't it?
1: It sure can. You know, the power that stress has over really all of our functioning is really amazing and not a positive way. There are many, many physical ailments and illnesses that can be contributed to being stressed. There are relationship breakdowns. There's the inability to think clearly and plan and when I'm talking to clients who are, are stressed or chronically stressed, one thing we talk about is they kind of that breakdown in their ability to think things through, to remember things, to make decisions. And so when you're married to someone who is dealing with that, there can be a lot of frustration. They're like, hey, I asked you to do this. You know, we talked about this. You're not following through. And so, yeah, then the effect would be, issues within the relationship itself caused by the stress that people are experiencing.
0: We know that the stress can certainly cause a whole lot of problems within a relationship. What are some ways, what are some tips that you could give us on how to keep those stressors from hurting our relationships and hurting us?
1: You know, Jared, it really is super important in a marriage that you have the ability to communicate with each other. Because in a marriage, we should be our spouse is number one supporters, right? We should be that person that can hear them and know them and support them and love them unconditionally. That's not easy, but that's the goal. And so the bottom line of that, the base of that is communication. And so often when I'm working with couples, the perceptions that they hold for the other person or the expectations they have don't match their spouses. And so right away, they're off on that level. And so they try to communicate and they have different communication styles. And so we're reading things into what they're saying or not saying. And it just it, it's a recipe for disaster. So as just a very primary um, step to work on that is really looking at how do we communicate, going online and and finding a communication style inventory and taking it and talking to each other about, oh, this is why... Sometimes I don't say anything because I'm more of a processor and I'm thinking things through. It's not that I'm ignoring you or avoiding you. So it's learning about each other and our communication styles. And then often we're able to pick up on things when our spouse is getting stressed and help them when we see those very initial signs that they're feeling something, they feel the, maybe the heartbeat going up, they may feel like withdrawing or isolating and catching it early and talking it through. And sometimes people just need time alone and being able to say that to your spouse, you know, I'm really struggling today. I just need a few minutes and I'll be right out to help you or, yeah, I need to go for a drive, but I'll be back. And having that really open communication is such a key.
0: We're visiting with Monica McConkey. It's the All About Life podcast and some great insight on how to uh, manage stress and recognize stress And uh, going back to your communication thing, my wife and I, we actually took a personality test Mm -hmm. where she filled out her stuff and I filled out my stuff and it gave an overview of what our personalities were like and how come sometimes we find ourselves kind of rubbing the wrong way and it really helped us.
1: We've done recently, we did some marriage retreats um, on the Minnesota side with dairy couples And we had them do three assessments. One was personality, one was communication style, and the other one was Gary Chapman's five love languages. And I think that is so critical to improving your communication because if you're not aware of your partner's love language and how they feel love, it may never come through on your communication. So they may always feel like, you know, you're not, Getting them, you don't understand them. Um, they're not in. You're not in tune to each other. So those are are three really useful kind of self assessments that I found for couples.
0: I really love the uh, five love languages. It's it's interesting because when we find ourselves facing a difficulty, my wife is quick to point out. She's like, you know, if if we look at our love languages, you need the time, and I just I would love for you to just you know do the dishes. Yes. Or,
1: would love for you service. to just,
0: yeah, yep. acts of service is her love language and mine is time. Yep. And sometimes those don't mesh so well together.
1: <laughs> yep, that's right. And But you know that now. And so yeah. you, you can understand that about each other. And oftentimes if we don't know our spouse's love language, we speak our own love language to them. And one example of that is I was talking with a a lady who her and her husband were uh, disconnect, total disconnect. And he, as a way, and bless his heart, as a way to show love for her, he would purchase these fairly expensive handbags and clothing items and bring them home. And they'd go right into the back of her closet because that's not what she was about. And his love language was gifts, like receiving gifts, but that was not hers. So he was speaking his love language to her, and it just missed the mark. It didn't have that meaning.
0: Yeah, I think recognizing is probably a big part of the battle, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, that awareness and then being intentional. So when I'm working with farm couples, you know, I, I talked to them about what do you intentionally do to make the farm work? And this could be anybody, what do you intentionally do to for your job? You know, can you just wake up one morning and decide to kind of wing it? Or does is there some planning and purpose that has to go into it? And the same is true in a marriage, you know, we get into it. And we think, you know, well, you know, here we are, and we have the kids and, and it's just kind of like, plugging along and we don't intentionally look at how do we strengthen our relationship? How do we keep it alive? And that's key. I mean, you life throws so much at us and the pandemic is one great example. So through all of that, what are we doing to intentionally know and understand and be a best friend to our spouse that that takes planning and thought and and can just happen by itself.
0: That's so good. You know, we've talked about the mental and we've talked about the uh, physical, but stress can also have an effect on our spiritual lives too, can it?
1: Absolutely, it can. And And people who are under a lot of stress, you know, like I said, they start to the emotional part of their brain is very, very active, but the the thinking, planning, hopeful part of your brain is not. And oftentimes, we forget to um, go back to our faith and nourish our, our spiritual selves and that the faith and a higher power that we have. And sometimes I think people feel like, well, it's not enough. It's not, you know, it's not going to fix things today. It's not going to Whatever. It's not going to make the pandemic go away. It's not going to get my job back or open my business up. But, you know, that faith is a protective factor that helps us deal with life in a better way and all that life throws
0: at us. It's amazing what uh, just an ounce of hope can do for somebody, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. When you can look ahead and and have that hope and have that belief in something greater than yourself, that is such a key to keeping positive and to to move
0: forward. We've talked about uh, the communication between couples and and being intentional. Are there other ways that uh, couples can help each other when they're totally stressed out or they see their, their spouse is stressed out?
1: And I think part of that is, you know, knowing each other and then knowing what needs to happen for that person when they are stressed. So does that person just need some time do do you need to get a babysitter and go out together? Do you need to work on a project together? Reminding them, you know what? Why don't you try this? That worked for you the last time you were stressed. Or taking even even those basic needs: Are you eating? Are you drinking water? Are you taking your medication as prescribed? Are you sleeping? With the pandemic, a lot of negativity has been coming through media and. That has added to people's stress levels and feeling overwhelmed. So it's kind of being that safeguard for our spouse and saying, you know, look, why don't we just turn the TV off and go outside and play with the kids or go for a walk or something that is interactive and that we can do together so we're not really filling the household with those negative messages that are really taking hope away.
0: That's some fantastic advice, and I uh, just thank you so much for being part of episode one of our new podcast. I appreciate it so much.
1: I am super excited to have been here, and, and I, I couldn't be more thankful for the topic. I think it's super important, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that you asked me to be here.
0: Well, we hope that you'll uh, join us again.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, anytime.
0: So- now, if people uh, have heard something here on this episode uh, about managing stress and uh, communication uh, with their spouse in regards to stress or just anything uh, in that regard, what's the best way that they'd be able to reach out to you for some, for some extra help?
1: I'm on social media, um, so Facebook, Eyes on the Horizon, consulting, uh, Twitter, um, either Eyes on the Horizon or, or Monica McConkie, they can find me there. I do have a website and it's eyesonthehorizon.org. And so yeah, reaching out, um, I'd be more than happy to chat. And of course, on the Minnesota side, just just you know, so all of our Minnesota farmers and farm families know I'm available to you through a you know, the A Department of Ag program, So feel free to reach out and I'll throw my cell phone number because that's the best way for people to reach me. That's two and eight two eight zero seven seven eight five
0: Monica, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: You are welcome. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us today for the All About Life podcast, Helping families stay healthy and grow spiritually. The All About Life podcast is a presentation of Life 97.9.